Welcome to part two of the Bart's New Year's Eve special. Let's begin. Jim Conley. Yes, sir. <laughs> tell me, brother. Yeah, you tell me. So <laughs> what's going on? You, you're, you're like the personality on the Monday night show on Duncan show. Yeah, we're just trying to take the IQ level down about 27 notches. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. We're just, set, we're, we're just setting it up for fishers and men later. No, that's good. That's right? excellent. Yeah, it's so. I, let's let's know, talk a little about you. Got you got raised with cattle, right? You know, I kind of was, and then at the same time, I wasn't. Uh, you know, growing up in Fort Worth um, and going to high school, going to a really liberal private school, the closest thing I ever really got to cattle was going to the stock show every January, and then wondering why all the cute girls in the blue FFA jackets were blow drying their pigs and cows. I just never really understood that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I do even now, but go ahead. Well, I mean, even at 54 now, I still go every year for my birthday. And I'm like, you're, those are the same girls still blow drying their cows. (laughs) And then, um, but you said pigs and are they long hairs or are they just regular, like some of them are little, you know, the little Durox and and hemp's and, and those. And, and then I think it's because of, y'all you've released them long time ago out into the wild you didn't want to kill them so you just like hey we'll set them free and now we've got you know wild hogs everywhere oh that's like hog hunting by helicopter that's the big thing down in texas that if you ladies you want to make points with your men you get him a hog hunting trip with some ars out of a helicopter (laughs) and it is full apocalypse now When they start, when they start playing, you know, flight of the Valkyrie during a hog hunt, you know, you have reached full testosterone level 11. <laughs> That's the truth right there. Okay. It so we, ladies, you know, the next year Christmas gift for your, for your man, there you go. So that is it. And so, you know, I think it was in the mid nineties. I was doing uh, a lot of traveling with, a. um, uh, with a restoration company. I was at uh, Oklahoma city the day after I was on, I was there 20 April and spent uh, five weeks there. I was working at the Murrah building and then across the street at the journal record building. And uh, I had moved my family up to the panhandle. And so I was tired of traveling and I started working at a feed yard, just weighing trucks. And I didn't know anything about cattle. And I learned a lot about cattle for the next two years. And I, I, I worked at a yard and ended up riding cattle with the Cowboys and doctoring cattle, learned how to fix a lot of sicknesses and things that happen to grow cattle when they strain too hard and, and all sorts of stuff. And then, um, two years after that, for the next two years, I worked at the place that you kill them. We call that, yeah, it's a slaughterhouse. That's a slaughterhouse. We can say that XL. That's okay. Uh, Yeah, I can say it here. That's right. So I worked at XL (laughs) and then Cargill. And um, originally I was going to try to just be a beef salesman (laughs) and I got Shanghai'd into working on the fabrication floor. And so I ran. Oh, just in case there's any vegans in the audience, this is where we get real serious. This is where we kill them and we slaughter them and slap those steaks on right on the the grill. Yeah, buddy. I made uh, my table. We made, uh, I say made, we cut brisket 
we cut the brisket part, which is up there just underneath the throat, underneath the chuck. And then as you go down the belly, that's the white, that's the white bone and the flat, which is normally where you get pastrami from. But now I've learned oh, from a local, tell. oh, from a local uh, slaughterhouse that's about a hour and fifteen minutes away from me here in East Texas. They are, they've begun to take that belly and they've begun to put that in a, in their smoker like they do with uh, pig bellies, and they're making beef bacon out of that. Now. Hey, I just had some the other day. Did you? Oh, right from the local butcher. I'm it, telling you, it was. Is it good? Yes. That and they is, smoke. They smoke it really well. Oh yeah, and, you, and, it, and it, yeah, if you do it right, I I, I haven't had it yet, so I'm kind of interested about that. And then um, it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, it doesn't. I would think it doesn't have quite the saltiness. No, it doesn't. And, but it's it's you know, it's the, good. The, the pork does. No, it's. I mean, they're two different products, right? But it's right. It, it's a, it's a it's good. We had some. I I I cut it up and even mixed it with eggs. It was good. I think I think it's another. Um, we were talking about marketing with punky. I think it's definitely another marketing thing for, for cattlemen. And you know, not everybody's into pastrami, but everybody's into bacon. Why not try to pivot into there and, and, and move your product that way, especially with the local, with the local butchers and the local uh, slaughterhouses. Um, so I did that. And then we made um, the other section of beef that we made was ribeyes bone in, strips ribs all of that stuff that's what we that's what we dealt with and so it was really interesting to watch how even in a in a large facility like that where we were um we were slaughtering 165 to 185 head that's total head that's um multiply that times two that's how many we were doing an hour wow i had i had 55 people on my table from the, the, the two saw guys up there that would saw the brisket mm -hmm. and then saw the rib all the way down to the guy that was um, packing in, into the bags and then the baggers in the back. All right. So I'm going to have you address something that came up in our chat the other day. It's just, and I, I retorted sure. to it because it, it ranked as dumb. But because right. when I see dumb, I either delete it. Or I, or I respond to it. <laughs> this one's dumb. So somebody right. in somebody in our so listen for people in chat, um, in 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 everybody that's in the Bards Nation uh, Telegram room. <laughs> let's let's knock off the stupid about cattle being blood being adrenochromed and adrenalized when you get it into steak, <laughs> because whoever wrote that the other day was retarded. They have no yeah. idea of what the actual butcher process is. So I, I'm going to, really okay, so I'm going to give you my snapshot. And then the, the, the man here who's run the table with 55 guys is going to add his, when you pop the cow, you shoot them right up top. They drop dead. That's it. There's right. no shock to the system. That's why you do it. You, you if you're on a small farm in butchery, you're going to bring them in. They're separated from the main herd. You bring them in, you just kind of, you, you, you calm them down a little bit, just let them be in there. And then bam, you put one shot right between the eyes, drop them and then you immediately hoist and cut the neck and you, you bleed them out. So just so we're clear for those who have suddenly become traumatized by the thought of eating beef because you'd rather eat the bugs. It ain't happening. 
that way. There is no adrenalized blood in the cow because it's drained out and it's completely out and the cow gets hit so fast. There's no shock. There's no torture. There's nothing. So the, the last part about this is whoever wrote that was asking about doing kosher. Well, let me tell you about kosher because I've been around kosher uh, cutting and butchering and that's in Afghanistan. And the way they do that, they just walk up to the cow and slice the neck and let the damn thing bleed out right there, which is more traumatic than if you just shoot them and then bleed them. So just so I say that, go ahead. You're, you're right. No, you're right about that. And so in the larger slaughterhouses, they have a, a pneumatic gun that's a knocker and it's a, about a, a eight inch piece of steel that will go into their, into their forehead. And there's three holes uh, at the end at about a half inch up from the end of that rod and that shoots air into their, into their brain. So they're killed and then they're stunned. Then there's a guy uh, that's probably about a couple feet below that he'll cut them. And then they, the, the, the chain will is on their back hoof on their right back hoof and it'll lift them up and it'll, it'll lower them down about 60 feet into what they call the blood pit and there's a guy down there who's got a 10 foot stainless steel rod and he'll poke him in the jugular and then they bleed out. Then they turn around the wall and they hit uh, kind of these uh, uh, electrified bumpers that will continue to pump the heart so that it, the, the blood drains out. And so by the time that calf gets back or enters the, the, the main part of the kill floor where they begin the dehiding, pulling the innards out and the offall that calf has got all of its blood out. Right. And it's dead. So what, so what, yeah. It, it, oh yeah. Heck it, yeah it's, it's dead before. Fat. I mean, I want to be clear about this. It's not dead during the process. By the way, if you're, if you're curious about kosher, that's where the most torture comes because they literally yeah. hoist the animals up while they're still alive. And then mm -hmm. as they are, they cut them and bleed them out while they're still alive on that hoist with yes. the leg. It's horrible. So if it's you want like to talk dying, about yeah. it's like cutting your femur, on your in, in your on your leg and bleeding out right is versus what kosher is which, versus this which is a poop to the head they're done and over with and the rest is the, the calf's already yeah so the, this kosher thing is complete nonsense i don't know whatever they were doing it's it's just more designed to it's actually designed to adrenalize the blood right there so i i asked him there i said hey if if i just start saying a bunch of yiddish words while four or five calves are knocked out does that make them kosher and if i wore one of the little yarmulkes that uh, <laughs> and they said no but i said i will i'll grow my beard and put a little shawl thing on too but i wasn't jewish i'm just really german and irish and so they said no to that so it's not going to make us kosher <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just so we're clear here, wearing a yarmulke and uh, popping a cow does not make it kosher, just so we're clear. Is that right? Okay. No, no. And I said mazel tov and l'chaim, and that didn't do anything. So. But but if you blow the shofar... It's still not yeah. kosher. Yeah, no. What it did was is it got all the other cattle outside upset because they thought there was a mating call. <laughs> Teddy, you're Mr. Barbecue. Have you done? Have you Teddy, done? Teddy can put some stuff together. Oh, he I've can. Seen the pictures. He is. Yes, sir. He is. I did. I did a prime rib for my for Mrs. Bear and I for Christmas. It was beautiful. Ah, this is good. This is meat country here. This is good. Mm. So, so, have you done bacon? Beef bacon? Uh, no, but I've done beef uh, chicharrones. Oh, talk to him about. It. <laughs> 
let's talk about chicharroni's beef chicharroni. yeah let's talk about the chicharroni's i don't want to hear about that oh yeah so at my daughter's wedding um i did five tri-tips and i took all the fat off of them and i just chopped that up and i and i just put it in the pan i let the fat melt itself and then and then crispy itself whatever's left in there and oh man it's so good oh that sounds fantastic that's great john what's your what's your thing about are you are you cook at the house um yeah but my wife's been learning she's she's been working on it which is a good thing it's good she's uh she's come a long way yeah so what's your favorite thing to cook as far as meat oh man i just like a good cheeseburger a good steak i like a filet that's my favorite all right real nice real nice 10 ounce filet oh man it's like butter <laughs> all right conley give us give us an input on the cuts well, I tell you what, if you're going to look, if you're looking at, if you're trying to find a really good cut, the way the USDA grades is off of the fat in around the ribeye. That's how they come with the grade. So it's either prime choice, select, or no roll. And a lot of the beef that's out there right now in the, in the, in the market is kind of borderline select to choice. Your Angus cattle are going to, are going to, fatten up well so that when they when they feed these cattle in the in the yards and scott and i've talked about this before and this is one of the things this is one of the neat things that scott's trying to do when you when you when he's talking about county by county and buying local one of the issues that we have across the country right now if you want to separate yourself from not buying from kroger or heb or walmart or or one of your larger chains there's not enough local slaughterhouses to be able to handle the number of cattle that are out there. Correct. So when Scott has talked about meeting up in Amarillo uh, over the summer with a group who is wanting to do something different than what you see with JBS or Cargill, Cargill or Tyson, that's kind of a big deal. At the same time, it is good to support your local slaughterhouses, but the slaughterhouses, especially here in Texas, and I know that Scott has, has told me that he's had the same thing in Oregon. The slaughterhouses are, you, you, can, you can grow a calf and have a calf ready right now. Let's say a calf is ready right now at, at 1,200 pounds and you want to take it to a slaughterhouse. It's good, they're a year out yep. to sometimes a year and a half out before they could be able to, to, to get that calf slaughtered. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's that long. What's your take on things like Good Ranchers? That's who I usually get my meat through. That They're not bad. It's just, um, one, knowing where the cattle are coming from. That's that's part of what Scott has been addressing with, with those folks that are in Amarillo. If you know your local rancher, then then you can determine how those calves are being fed. Now, there's a difference between grass-fed and corn-fed cattle. Grass-fed are going to take a lot longer, and they're not going to have as much fat uh, within the muscle tissue. Then you get into corn-fed, and the, the reason corn-fed is important is because the, the mills at the feed yard or the wherever you're feeding those calves out, they flake their, their corn just like cornflakes. If you have cornflakes cereal, well, they flake it just like that. Well, there is a starch that uh is around the, the the edges of that flake that's what fattens the calf along with the tallow and molasses that are fed so 
you want to have calves that have that eat well, put a lot of weight on, kind of like me. I can eat a little, put a lot of weight on, but my cost of gain is really, really good. <laughs> Whereas a guy like Duncan, his cost of gain is more like a longhorn. He's not going to put a lot of fat. He's going to be real stringy and skinny. I got to, I got to interrupt you, Conley. Hang on a yeah. second. Okay. Uh, happy New Year, Mountain Time. There we go. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year, 2023 Mountain Time. There we go. There we go. New that is I. I. I am Mountain Time right there now. There we go. We got Teddy. Teddy. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Teddy. Happy Let's New Year. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Outstanding. It is amazing, isn't it? It is. We're entering 2023. Yeah. Sounds like a war zone over here. <laughs> it no, ours, like was, a, ours was pretty crazy when it went off. It sounded like Fallujah by my house over here by the lake. <laughs> I think everybody was just like, oh my God. Oh, I, told Duncan, I told Duncan during Brothers in the Bible, I said, I, I didn't know if people were lighting off fireworks or if the Chinese had come and it was time for Red Dawn. <laughs> Can, can you guys hear that's this? one reason i wish i was in washington still is because we could light off all of those fireworks in washington and i can't line them off in oregon anymore are you are you permanently in oregon boilerman yeah yeah so I, i'm in oregon now i was in washington uh uh oh less than uh, a year ago um you want the whole story you're gonna have to check into uh um to the godcast here and uh on uh, what is it, Ron? What is it? Uh, uh, January twentieth, when um, there'll be the whole testimony on that. So, nice. yeah, and in Oregon now was in Washington, and so uh, so you're not there just Pacific Northwest my whole whole life. So you're not just there for your brother's wedding. You're just you're in Oregon to stay. Yes, yes, I, I'm I'm in Eastern Oregon and and running a a small farm in Eastern Oregon. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, well, no, that's fantastic. Right in. See, I keep telling people they don't understand. Oregon is red, except for three treasonous counties. So, and Portland is the center point of all the treason in the, in the state. Salem is the engine behind the treason, and that's another county. And then we've got so we have basically thirty solid red counties out of thirty six. You've got three counties that are purple, and three counties that are blue. So those, unfortunately, like happens in so many states, we have one primary county, which is Multnomah, which is Oregon, which is where Portland is, which is where your hub of child sex trafficking, heroin, and Antifa, which I, I'm beginning to question where Antifa came from, but it's, in, it's out of Portland, and where the war zone was at the federal building there, all of that is, all of Oregon is impacted by that, plus a bisexual train wreck of a governor and a new lesbian train wreck of a governor that we just voted. We did not vote her in. We have, you know, again, so you'll appreciate this, Ron, Boilerman, right? Because you, you've come back, you've come to a blue state, but it's actually a red state with a blue county that runs it. Boilerman? Did he? Did we lose him? You know, that's very no, similar no, to I'm, Texas. No, I'm still here. Very no, no, definitely. I, no, keep, keep, keep speaking. Preach it, Scott. Preach it. Yeah. Well, no. I was. Uh, you're you're over in a red county, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, a red county. Yeah, I mean that's good country up there, and and people are just Oregonians. I think what I mean, you can confirm this. I mean, Oregonians are, 
in a lot of ways, a lot like Texans, believe it or not. I mean, it, we, we just kind of want to be left the heck alone. And a lot of conservative, I think a lot of America is that way anyway, but you, you want to be left alone until these fools decide they want to meddle in your lives. And then it's like, okay, you know, there's about so far we can go before that. And then, oh, in fact, um, I don't think you guys can hear this, but I think Bard's Nation can. I'm going to play this. This is a piece I'm going to play, then we'll come back. But hang on just a second. This is crazy. This happens so often now when people are this afraid to run up on these people. And daylight. Oh, well, it's all cyclical. Uh, we're at the point where, you know, the, the weak men have made hard times, but these hard times are going to make strong men. And I'm just saying, there's a lot of Gen Xers like myself that fought in two wars that are just kind of like waiting for a green light. And once that happens, I mean, just buckle up. You're going to see something real fucking special. I mean, like, oh, excuse the language. people have managed to piss off the generation that literally gets along with everybody. Because I'm telling you, if and when that event goes down, it will absolutely separate the boys from the men. There you go. Yeah, that's that's happening at one point. Oh, my goodness. Guess who we have? The infamous Duncan McGregor has arrived. And Livin has joined us. Here we go. Good evening, brother. There he is. Teddy. Hang on, hang on a second, Duncan. We're going to come right back to you. Teddy. Yeah. We need need just some of your words of insight here. What's the question? (laughs) 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 Very good. The, The question is, Teddy. About the 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 patience of Jesus and the patience of reality that's kind of winding down to having the big moment of decision between the sword of spirit and the sword of steel. So there you go. How's that one for a loaded one? You know what? I feel like 2023 is going to kick off where people are done being pushed into the corner, and it'll be the year of conflict for res- resolution. So um, I think the meekness of what we see in Jesus is when to display the power. And I think that time has come. I knew you'd do well. That's a good word. That's a good word, brother. Nicely That's said. the name of my album, man. Conflict Resolution. That's amazing. <laughs> that was ever. There you go. <laughs> I don't think he's not far off. On I, I think he's on. So we are, we've just added Duncan and Livin. So Duncan... And living, how are you both? I'm doing great. And I've already been in this new year for a little over an hour now. So I've got some good news. No <laughs> robots. Um, I just let one of my closet lemmings out and it's grazing and nothing is grazing on it. So no zombies. So we're looking good so far. Outstanding. And living, how about you? I think she's on mute. Still. You're on mute still, living. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's been, uh, oh, it, there's so much, there's so much stuff going on here. Let me see. I'm trying to find my video. There we go. I'm doing great. It's good to be here. And, oh, there's, yeah, we're not, there's no zombies yet. They might be out the window though, because it's pretty crazy out here. <laughs> we're good from here. That's good. Duncan's got his tactical coat on. That's good. <laughs> He's ready. And, and- 
my sword is literally always within arm's reach. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Teddy, what did you just do? <laughs> I'm just pushing buttons over here. Yeah, you sure are. I don't even know what the heck that is. <laughs> I was doing too. Oh my god. Well goodness. apparently we've been an hour in over in Texas and the furries have come out in Arizona. <laughs> hey, we're, we're just like 10 minutes into the new year. I have a lot of hair, but I'm not a furry. Uh, the furries are out in Texas, not not, not Arizona. <laughs> okay. I fixed it. Oh, oh thank wow. goodness. Teddy, Teddy actually we don't even want to tell you what Teddy. happened. This is this is the man's man that pressed the wrong button and got one of those furry overlays on his head. It's like I started going, had to go find cat litter for him. <laughs> I think it was a bear filter. Was <laughs> that a bear filter? <laughs> I think so. Uh, finally, good to see you, Teddy. Yeah, it's good to be seen. There you go. That's it. You're you're in your man cave with all your uh, masks in there. That's good. Yeah, the only one I wore. That's good. Awesome. That's great. All right, so let's let's. Uh, you give us a little shot on what you're doing county by county wise. Well, you know, I'm new to Arizona, so um, everything is in the works, I would say. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what I can grow. I've taken my front yard and turned it into a garden, which is kind of hidden by my detached garage. So it's kind of nice. Um, so I'm actually got jalapenos going with some tomatoes and I got some citrus plants because it seems like citrus does well in Arizona. Um, but I think with the church, there is a lot of um, things I want to say happening um, from the county level. Um, you know, we had the whole Cary Lake and Hobbs going on. That's really shaken some people. And with that truth of what's happening in Maricopa County, um, it's really getting people to start digging. So the questions are happening. And then now I think it's going to be time to um, what can we do? I think that's starting to uh, build people into focusing on what they can do from the county level. So it, it's going to get going. I think this next year is going to be a big year for um, what to do. Again, that conflict um, standing and really just kind of pushing um, forward on that. I mean, you did the interview with John and he took a stance against the schools and what's going on in other churches with the whole wokeness. So it's, it's, I want to say it's, it's going to begin 2023 is going to be our year. I want you to talk a little bit about that because the churches is what's been surprising to me. And when I say that it's the, um, the, the churches were actually being converted to woke churches. That's what was stunning. We were talking about that when I was down there. Yeah, it, it's, it's stemming from the Marxism standpoint where they're, they're infiltrating and then converting these churches from the wokeness. Um, you know, you talk a lot about the, the 501 C three and the, the grip that most churches are on that really don't know that they're on yet until either someone comes in or however the, the takeover is but it seems like it's an infiltration and then just a slowly progression. And then all of a sudden it's like doctrine doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I get it. Totally. That's, and with that, um, you guys have been very victorious in kind of crushing some of that, haven't you? Absolutely. There's a lot of people that's, that's just, um, 
from John's YouTube um, for what they do. I mean, we have a lot of pastors on staff and all of them are speaking biblical truths and, and just preaching what God is putting before them. And with that, with the YouTube, it's really kind of like getting the message out there and word of mouth. I mean, all these local churches, um, I, I want to say there's a few churches that's come to Redeemer Bible Church because of what they're hearing coming from the pulpit. I think that's fantastic. I really do. Are you guys uh, looking as a from a standpoint of the church and being more involved in some of the, because you have a big influence there of the, the actions of like teaching gardening or anything like that. Is that on the horizon? Cause I know Dale had suggested some interest in that. Yeah. So we're going to be starting to look into um, how we can do the co-ops. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about that in this near future. Um, right now we're a little bit under construction, trying to get the building um, kind of up to date to um, just some fixes here and there and mm-hmm. kind of expanding our seating because it's grown so fast. Um, but there's a lot of things happening in this next year, um, that should be turning like fully into looking on what God has people doing on this earth while we're here. I think that's huge because you were down to like, I think John said at one point they were down to like a hundred and now you're up to almost 2000, right? Yep. That's correct. That's huge. That's big credit to all of what you all are doing there. So it's fantastic. Yeah. This, this Christmas services, we went from, um, we did eight different services from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and had just over 3,000 people. Wow, that's incredible. Hey, so I just want to highlight something to the Teddy said here, and, and Bear said that it's important, is and he mentions how he, he converted his front yard. I saw what he did, and I just this should be something on everybody's radar. There's not a space on his property in his subdivision that he isn't maximizing in some way to at least grow some food. And I think, or, or at least utilize it for something effective for self-sustainment. So I, I just, I want to highlight that because what I saw, there's some covenants I think that you have to be a little bit careful of, and yet you were really creative on how to install your garden and using that that space where it's a little bit out of street shot, but yet still enough sun and so forth to grow stuff, right? Yeah, correct. Well, being out here in Arizona, you don't want like full blown sun. So indirect seems to be... Um, a lot better than having full direct sun on yeah. <laughs> on your vegetation. So, No, I think that's awesome. No, and congratulations on that. And again, this is a man who has a beautiful family, raised a beautiful family, and has been blessed to have his family right nearby. So talk just a little bit about that here, about your family. Yeah, so, um, you know, my wife and I, we've been married uh, 28 years, and I have three kids that are all grown, married off, and now they've started the uh, grandchildren. So um, come January, I'll have four grandkids. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it's, it's so amazing. Teddy um, looks like he's about 20 girls. years old, too. <laughs> yeah, some lady asked, what's my secret? I said, maple bars. She says, oh, do you put that on your face? I'm like, no, it's a donut. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty we, are funny. The, we are the same age, and you got four grandchildren, and mine are still in the house. That's amazing. Yeah, I started. I, I started early. Um, so my <laughs> my um, my oldest daughter and her husband and two grandkids, my two grandkids, they bought a house across the street, literally across the street, and it's just amazing. Okay, it's but there, so there's amazing. more of a story than that. They didn't just buy the house; it was like the only house. Of, <laughs> you you and I talked about this, so they were looking for a house to move out near dad and 
the only house that came up in their profile that they liked happened to be across the street and down with three houses, something like that. Yep. Yep. There was, there was a little bit more houses that were up, but there was like it, for the price, for the location, it was the best deal out there. So it was, it was a blessing that God just totally orchestrated. I think that's so awesome. So you get to walk out and see your grandkids every morning. That's right. No, they usually come here, but yes, every morning. <laughs> that's just totally awesome. <laughs> Boiler man, we got you back on. Yes. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I, uh, I, I had my, it, I'm out in the sticks, so uh, my uh, my internet kicked, and I'm back on. All right, what are you doing for county by county in your little farm? You you st- you moved to set up a farm, right? Yeah, so I am actually uh, um, refurbishing my parents' farm. Um, it's about six acres, and uh, um, so uh, doing chickens um, and selling eggs right now, and uh, and and cows um to already told you about the one that ran away yeah i got one that uh, that is uh uh scheduled for the butcher um so uh beyond that um just involved in my local church um and uh you want to hear the testimony for that uh you you got to do the godcast well on, yeah, uh, you told us that we'll get there yep you got you got to do the godcast on the on on, on january 20th so so how big is the farm do you get that brother we lose you i lost him duncan hey what's going on Nothing much, man. I'm uh, looking forward to 2023 because um, we, we're going to have to top what we have done and seen in 2022. <laughs> okay, so Duncan and I have a thing that we do on a regular basis, and you all have heard the testimony on this because I shared it the other day with um, Dr. Merritt's interview. But he and I try to find the craziest piece of news that we say can't things can't get crazier, but with the understanding that every time we find one, we're going to find something bigger. But we really, we were really pretty impressed with that one moment of the woman getting pregnant by the dude. It was dead in the morgue. <laughs> yes, and that one topped um, necro rash. <laughs> you remember that one? Oh yeah, the necro girl got the rash from kissing a guy that ate people. Okay, yeah. so this is 2022, <laughs> all right? So we're like, how are we ever going to outdo this? So he outdoes me. I outdo him. I, he outdoes me. I outdo him. I sent him one the other night thinking I had 2022, which was a lady who was shopping and just leaned over, grabbed Chuck, opened it. You know, and just gra- grab ground meat. Grab, grab, grab. Ground meat and started eating it raw in this weird zombie state. By the time I sent that video to you, they had pulled it. I yep. just saw it today. Oh, okay, you got to send it then. We got, we need to find it. Yeah, we look for that. Okay, for I gotta, yeah, hours. I got to go back to it. Yeah, it was in a Target. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just so we get this right, like this woman's shopping and then like she just <laughs> she gets the zombie look and she just picks up a thing of meat, raw meat, and just starts eating it right there on the aisle. She doesn't, she doesn't look around. Somebody walks right by. She's looking at the meat. She just opens it up. And she just starts eating it like she's a zombie. Like a zombie, she was in a, a trance. Seems <laughs> suicidal. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's so dangerous. Oh yeah. 
So how do you beat that? Right. That's what I'm thinking. I got 2022 one 10 minutes later, 10 minutes. I'm not joking. He's just looking through random videos and accidentally comes across zombie eats raw meat fetish. It was like on YouTube. That was like, just as the, I'm like, okay, man, you won. I give up. Oh, I, I'm telling you, we are, this is getting, so you all saw the puppy dog training that our military was doing our, the colonels and leadership in our military wearing puppy dog masks. So I just want you to imagine now somebody who is willing to do that with a, with a leash and a collar and they're being fed raw bones and they're being fed raw meat and they're eating them as, as oh, I don't need exactly. this. And you, know, you win. You won 2022. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're on the hunt. This, this is literally where we are. We are in a, we were in a year where in the review of 2022, if you could imagine it to be possible, it manifested. It was just that literal. I mean, we've, we've seen. I I don't even know how to describe the things we've seen. I never thought in the in my life I would be talking about men dressed as women dancing with girls, little girls and boys in a library, in a public library. That just was not on my radar of things that I was going to achieve in my life of talking about that on a podcast. Nor was it anywhere on my radar that I would be talking about a person who wanted to cut off their leg. <laughs> And their arm or yeah. pour bleach in their eyes, Drano, excuse me, in their eyes and become a trans-abled, trans-abled, that's it. I truly think this is the craziest year I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, I no think so, question. too. I, mean, I, don't I don't think don't anyone here would We'd have to go to find one that was this crazy. I, I agree. Livin, we haven't heard anything from you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just, uh, I'm just shocked what this past year was about. I mean, talking about all those videos and stuff, I find, I find so much crazy stuff that I just send it to Duncan, and <laughs> I'm like, is this real? Because you don't know, you know, you're looking at him, you're like, is this like someone making this up? So yeah, I'm doing really well with the, the search of the craziness. <laughs> so you, know. you, you have, you have some children, right? Yes, I do. I have two daughters and I have, uh, I have three grandchildren and, um, I have a grandson, a steps grandson, and, uh, he's 17. And, uh, that's from my first daughter and her husband. And then I got a seven-year-old, I mean, an eight-year-old, 11-year-old and a month-old baby. So, uh, so you have your hands full. Talk a little bit about how that feels in this climate with having some a newborn and young ones coming into this world. Oh, well, first off, my youngest daughter is the one that just had a baby. And boy, was it pretty scary finding out that she was pregnant during the COVID craziness, you know, everything that was going on. It was scary because she couldn't find um, a midwife that didn't want you to be have, you know, have the jab and all that kind of stuff like that. So she had to search and find a, somebody that wouldn't, didn't want to ha ha give the baby um, shots when it, you know, cause when they're first born, they give them shots right away. Right. Didn't want that. She didn't want anybody in and out of the, out of, she wanted like two nurses to be the ones that were going to take care of her. She didn't want the baby to leave her sight. She searched and searched and finally found a midwife. 
um, that comes into the hospital and did all that. So that was pretty scary for her. Um, she had the baby in a C-section, didn't get no shots on the, and she's not going to, she's not going to give her daughter shots at all. So that was really tough with her. And then I have a 11 year old, which is Violet. Everybody hears me talk about Violet and she's in the school system and stuff like that. So um, I'm in the, I'm in the school system too. I, I work where she goes to school because I want to be a part of what she's, what she's learning, what she's reading, what kind of books are there. If they're going to keep her in the school system, then we need to have, we need to have people, parents that are watching what's happening there. So I've been doing that. I've been, you know, I, I've started this year because I was like, okay, you're going to keep her in. Well, then I'm going to get a job at her school. So I did. And I go in the library, look at the books, look at the curriculum that they're teaching them. Am I happy about it? No, but I did go to her parent conference and found out that they're not doing common core at this school. And um, due to the fact that they had COVID um, for two years and they were masked and they were left at home, they're going back two years to get them caught up to go forward. Wow. And I mean, you can, you can, you know, you know about that. They're, they messed up the kids so bad that they are going back two years. And that's bad, you know, because she's going in seventh grade and she's finally caught up to go in seventh grade. But there's a lot of kids that are so fighting that school system to, and trying to get the kids caught back up. The teachers are tired and a lot of teachers are like us, open-minded about everything, don't want the facts, don't, don't want masks and all that stuff like that. Cause I ask questions, you know? And um, so it's been a, it's been interesting to say the least. And, you know, I think that from my point of view, parents need to be involved in the school. If you're going to have your kids in the school, you got to be involved. Um, my daughter doesn't have the choice of pulling Violet out. So then I went to the school district job so I'm there so and making sure that she's taught not indoctrinated but she's not because she's always with me so are you working on skills at home too oh yeah 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 she reads the bible we she reads the bible um I I've given her this is her second bible that I've gotten her she reads the bible she's very connected to God um my other daughter is um my other daughter is kind of on the fence about, you know, the Bible, God and all that kind of stuff like that. And I don't know who I raised her. So I don't know where that comes from. But anyway, so that's a whole different story. So that's great. Duncan, mm-hmm. Mr. Duncan, talk to us a little bit about you. You and your people don't know. They should know you take care of your mom and the, you, you run the household and you still have been prepping and you run a podcast and you're kind of busy. So talk a little bit. Well, I first, I feel like I should be busier. And, you know, that was one of my resolutions this going this year is that every year we spent time getting rid of old habits. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to develop some new ones. And, and one of those big things is four hours a day dedicated to God. And that's probably at the very least because I, it was a story that I heard recently that really made me reflect that we could always talk to God more. And out of 24 hours in a day, we don't give that much time. So I'm going to be doing the seven days a week that I'm doing here um, for Kilted Christian Brothers in a Bible. I'm going to be starting my county by county show here coming up as well. Um, and then I'm going to be sending my every episode over to local broadcasting. 
over in Williamson County and uh, Travis County um, because they can't not put my stuff up. So we'll be talking a lot about God, talk a lot about what's going on in my local community, um, taking care of my mom's a full-time job. So fortunately, the majority, all the work that I do is from here. And I get to watch after her because as you guys know from my show, my mother and my father are going downhill quick and uh, I'm about to be the patriarch of the family. So I'm trying to stay calm so that I can be there for the rest of my family. We're also working on a community garden right down the road from where I live, um, which I discussed, I think, at one point with you where uh, it was an older woman who had the money, but not the ability to build it. And well, I didn't have the money, but I'm capable when it comes to building stuff. So we got this great garden going um and hopes to have some food we've already gotten um, pulled some of it up jarred it canned it um so we have food and stuff for other neighbors in the times that we're coming because a lot of people don't know what's about to happen with this economy things are going to get rough and we need to be there for each other so I, I think that's important what you just said because there's a there is a guy that i came across that was doing something like this on a bigger scale but similar similar and he literally was going door to door and asking people if he could grow a garden in their space in the backyard. And so he created a community movement where he was literally stewarding multiple gardens in a neighborhood. And then every garden gave him a small portion of what he needed. And so he was able to take a small portion out for himself and then grow food for the, for each per, each household. Um, I, I say this because we, it's an innovative answer to not having space to grow. And you you were doing some of that or, or resources. So they were funding the development of the garden. He was stewarding it. And in the process, part of that payback, if you will, or that exchange, we should say would be better, was that he was taking a portion of it for himself as they get a portion for them. So it really worked out well. And you're, you're that's kind of, you're in a smaller scale. That's what you were doing. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, where I live, because, okay, Williamson County is one of those weird counties because it actually goes into Austin, but Austin for the majority. I'm sorry. Of yeah, exactly. So, I mean, literally like five minute drive and I'm in an area where everyone's wearing masks. And then I come five minutes the other direction and it's a really conservative area. So the people in my neighborhood are conservative. We've got some wonderful families, um, which is awesome. But they're, they're, a lot of them just aren't awake. They just don't know what's coming because they all watch mainstream media. Um, so they're a little hesitant to listen to my warnings. But like I said, we prepared for them. So it'll be like a gift they don't know they have. Yeah, a little bit of life insurance that they don't know they have. Exactly. That's pretty much it. So you have, you've got a very eclectic background. On, talk about it. I have done everything from forensic studies and behavioral analysis, and then eventually ended up in film, lived back and forth, you know, over in Scotland, kind of journeying and learning how to live off the land and do that kind of stuff. Um, worked for the Dallas Stars, worked for the San Antonio Spurs for uh, like 15 years, doing um, game directing, camera work, audio, um, running full on shows and uh, doing their commercials and stuff like that until I got too political. And I accidentally loaded one of my my videos up onto my uh, resume site, and I was let go within two weeks. And I was bummed about it, but God needed me in another place. So I'm, like, very comfortable with it now, and I had the best boss ever. That's the truth. So, Patriots, Duncan and I linked up on Twitter about, uh, I want to say, 2018, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's about five years ago. And that's thanks to Livin'. 
yes. who was alerted me to his first the first video I came across, which I was really impressed with, and having film at kind of one of my center skills and seeing the talent Duncan had immediately like, oh, this is going to be good. So the other night, not last, not the other night, last night, Duncan and I are talking, and this is why I'm bringing this up because you brought up your behavioral skills. Mm -hmm. Duncan used to work as a behavioral analyst for the FBI, and this is why this gets really interesting. We were talking about this crazy murder that's been going on in Moscow, Idaho, and I made the reference to Danny Rawlings. Now, Danny Rawlings is a serial killer, crazy, wicked, crazy man that uh, did his deeds down in Florida in August of 1990. That serial killer hit, I think, what was it, Duncan, five or seven people, something like that? It hit. It ended up being eight people total. Um, this was yeah. brutal. I mean, this is like brutal ritual slaughter. Let me be clear. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, I mean, it was traumatic for the community. The first event happened about a mile from my house at that mm -hmm. point in time. It was the first one. So it was, it was a time that things get a little crazy when that happens. I was teaching martial arts. We had people flooding into the studios to get free. And we were just opened up to give free self-defense classes. It was crazy. Well, here's the craziest part of it. So the last murder happened about two miles from my house. And Duncan yes. was the guy on the scene doing the behavioral analysis. So here we are. We don't even know each other. We don't even know who we are. Here we are all these years later. Livin introduces us on Twitter. And here we are talking last night. And Duncan, in the earlier part of my life, were less than two. We probably passed each other because I drove by that place a bunch of times. So we probably were within, like, feet of each other and didn't even know it. That's, that's just amazing to me, like how God has – we kind of inter, interconnect in our lives, you know, and we cross paths. And I just look at everybody that's here tonight, and there's all these interesting weavings and how we come together and how God brings us together. And then we start digging into our lives. It's like, yeah, I was there. You know, I just think, so, you know, that's just a very cool story for me. So. It is it the, the connection. Like I said, we, we have been, and I'm sure it'll be like that with many of us. If we yeah. find out that we've been near each other or very close in the same spot, which shows you how small this world really is. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's amazing too, because that conversation came up because of the dig that I was doing on the Idaho murders. Right. And, you know, Ted Bundy, cause you were here when Ted Bundy was put to death. Oh yeah. I was there. Yeah, I was in Stark. Uh, yeah. I was in Gainesville when they put him to death in Stark. In yeah. fact, one of the guys in the martial arts group I was with was a prison guard at Stark. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this strange inner small world, crazy stuff. But, uh, yep. And then all these years later, we're doing podcasts. Did you ever think <laughs> that this would be in your yeah. future? Yeah. So there it is. So you never know where God's going to put you, where he starts you, where you're going to arrive. That's the big thing, which is kind of crazy. John, you've been doing a lot of prepping and this year. Talk a little bit about that. I have been, uh, you know, you mentioned the chickens earlier. Um, I've got a big garden now set up. So we're growing food. A couple of my neighbors are growing food. Um, county by county wise, we've really been pushing the seven pillars um, video that we did in Kentucky last year or last spring um, where we had the presentations come in from each of the pillars and went over their personal testimonies of how to start those pillars in your individual in your individual lives and that was an amazing presentation um it's something we share on rumble it's something i share in my worldwide freedom groups i help the uh it's worldwide freedom rally they won we have a group for each state that i help run 
So we share it in there a lot. Um, we're trying to get more people involved in doing those presentations in their own states and their own counties. Um, it, it, it was just a really good way to see how these people set up and started either their home churches or their homeschooling or their gardens or whatever the case may be, you're finding the right work. Um, so that's pretty cool. We are planning another one of those, I think, this year in 2023. I think the lady that put that on, who's a B-dad, and she's in our family room. Um, AS is her name in our family room. But she organized it all, and she did a great job with it. So Yeah, she did. We've been using that a lot. Um, you know, I homeschool my kids, too. At least my my youngest, my my oldest is 15. He's a sophomore, and he begged to go back this year. And it was something we fought over um, with him. And something me and my wife went back and forth with a lot. So, and, and we, we did to make the decision to get, send him back, but largely that's based on his ability to see through the BS that they teach him. Um, you know, it, it's funny because we didn't want to, I'm like, I don't care if you get A's. I just want you to get through the system so you can get your your paperwork or whatever. He understands that. So, it's a little easier sending him there because he sees kind of through the stuff. He brings me stuff that we've talked about on shows before sometimes and videos of things where he's researching it on his own. So at 15, I'm I'm happy to see him and his friends at least looking into things like this. You know, he he brought me a month ago. He was bringing me things about the CIA and JFK. So this before it was even known. And he's he's diving in and looking at this stuff. So that's <clears throat> that's pretty cool. It's it's good to know as a parent that we at least taught him well that way. So it 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 was a uh, it was a hard choice to send him back. That's for sure. And how's that working My, out? Um, behaviorally not the best grade wise. He's ahead of his classmates. He thought he was going to be behind because we homeschooled him for years, and he was worried that I'm not going to know anything. I'm not going to be so far behind and like somebody was saying they're two years behind he's he's probably one of the smartest kids in the class just on the fact that he knows how to use common sense and logic yep so you know but there's always influences there so it's a it's a tough thing to uh to balance definitely is. His, his happiness has to be a concern for us as well you know so yep. sarah you have you have children right And you're still on mute. You're on mute. Let's see. Hold on. Sarah, you're still muted. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have five children. My oldest two are at home, or I mean, are married, have their own home. And I have a grandbaby now. Um, my youngest three are at home. And middle two are in high school. So we, I've homeschooled from the very beginning. Um, none of the kids went to school except preschool. And um, my youngest is special needs. He's 12. So I took him out of public school 2020 because of obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, he can't communicate. Um, didn't trust him anymore. And, you know, it's a long story, but I'm sure all of you would be familiar with it with public school dealing with them. Um, but homeschooling has been um, obviously very difficult, but extremely rewarding. And uh, my oldest two are incredible researchers. They are 
great speakers. They have their own mind and have seen through a lot of the falseness in the world and speak to their peers about it, um, have discussions, um, which are mind-blowing to me sometimes. Um, that is something for anyone that's homeschooling their kids right now, that is something to look forward to because having kids overcome the system, there's nothing better. And to raise their kids to do the same, that's the only reason we, I mean, that's, that's why we exist is to have our kids be the overcomers and to not let the evil one take over. So I feel like um, that's what I pray for every day. Kids, that they overcome all the traps that I fell for and their dad fell for and all, you know, all of us culture fall for, whether it's on a phone or, you know, out the street. But um, that's why I homeschooled and um, did classical conversation, um, which was really great for discussion-based education. Um, did a lot of logic and um, writing, reading classical uh, literature. And, uh, you know, I'm not a terrific homeschool parent. I'm pushing real hard, <laughs> but I feel like they're doing. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that they love the Lord, that they're finding their own path um, without as much baggage as what I remember having, you know, from peers and from society. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. Punky, you are the homeschooler as well. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, when COVID first happened, uh, actually my oldest, he has ADHD. And so he was getting, they have what they call an IEP, which is an independent education plan, I believe. And so he was getting extra help. And um, it was really kind of hard when COVID first hit because they brought home these Chromebooks. And so I had three kids. One was kindergarten, one was first grade, and the other was fourth grade. And they're all sitting at this table having Zoom meetings together. And it was just pure chaos. And I was like, I cannot do this. You know, like they're not learning anything. And so I made the decision. I told my husband, I said, I, I'm not going to allow them to keep doing this to these kids because they're not going to learn anything. And like Sarah said, you know, everybody's falling behind. Two years behind is what's happening. And so my youngest was in kindergarten and he didn't even know his letters. In the school district here, they would teach you um one letter a day and then they would move on. They weren't teaching, you know, how to pronunciate words, uh, phonics like that. That's unheard of. Everything is sight words. So we had to start back from the basics. You know, I had to teach them how to pronunciate words and, you know, CH and BR and, and ST. They didn't understand the blends. And so um, I went to a Catholic school. And so I thankfully had a, a good education and I learned all that kind of stuff. And so I had to teach them that. And so um, now my youngest, he can read. And it just, I prayed on that. I was like, Lord, am I doing enough? You know, I think as parents, we're like our own worst critics. You know, you feel like you're just not doing enough or you're doing it wrong or, you know. And I think the biggest thing for me was unschooling my kids. You know, you're, you're taught uh, the way that the system was set up, like the STEM, you know, it was, it's really from the early stages of, of like schooling, it's, it's, they're teaching these kids how to prepare for working in, you know, these industries and, and uh, 
factories, you know, and it's like now we're, we're moving away from that. And so we need to really go back to the basics. We need to teach them how to cook. My youngest, my eight-year-old, he loves to be in the kitchen with me, you know, and I just think that's so fantastic. And then Olivia, she's 10. She likes to build things, you know, and it's like we, we have this perception, oh, girls are supposed to be in the kitchen and boys are supposed to be building things. And like, we're learning everything together, you know, and it's just amazing to watch my kids grow at home and um, reading, you know, I always encourage them read, 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 read. And the more we read, the smarter I feel like my kids are getting and they see things, they see things in the world and they'll point things out to me like, mom, look at, you know, like their eyes have been opened now. And I think that's so important because we lived in this, this false reality, you know, it was just like we're machines and we're just, you know, we've got this one way of thinking and we have to get outside of that. You know, a lot of people talk about the flat earth and I tell my kids, I said, I don't know if the earth is flat. I don't know if it's wrong, but keep an open mind. You know, that's what we have to teach our kids. Keep an open mind because everything that we've been taught is not true. History even, you know, and, and this curriculum that we're using is called the Becca. It's all focused around God, you know, our history, our science, everything brings God into it. And I think when we have God as the focal point of everything that we do, we're going to be good, you know, and that's what we need to get back to. And that's going to be the hardest part is teaching other moms to unlearn all the things that we were taught growing up. So I'm trying, my husband, he's helping me, you know, with math because I'm just like, oh, Kaden, he's in seventh grade and we're getting into the algebra and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can do art. I can do history. I can do English, you know, everything. But when it comes to math, I'm just like, all right, go ask your dad. But, you know, we're trying together. And, and for me, I'm learning. I'm unlearning all the things that I was taught and I'm seeing things differently, you know, and um, it, it's just been a really, really good experience. And I pray to God every day, like, just give me the strength, give me the patience and you get to make your own schedule, you know, like, some kids are better learning in the morning and my kids like to learn in the afternoon. So we do learning in the afternoon because my oldest he'll wake up and he's like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I'm like, well, then you're going to have to do it later. You know? So, um, you have the freedom to teach your kids what they need to be taught and when they need to be taught. And, um, it's just, it's been an amazing experience. I always say COVID truly was a blessing in disguise because it opened so many eyes, my own included. So I thank God for that every day. That's fantastic. And by the way, Bear has the answer about what the earth is shaped like. It's a maple donut. <laughs> Isn't that right, Bear? That is correct. A maple bar. <laughs> a maple bar. Sorry. So for all of you out there that are wondering what the shape of the earth is, it's a maple bar. Maple bar. We, we've got that under a firm authority from Bear right there. Conley. Yeah, brother. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because parenting isn't sure. always easy. Mm -mm. And you've had some challenges. Have. So, and grandparenting, grandparenting isn't easy either. So talk about it. You know, this, coming out, so in, in the context of this environment, because this is not an easy time. It's deep. not. Yeah, it, 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 yeah it, it, it's not an easy time. And I think you've, you, uh, everybody has heard from um, everyone else how um, they've been dealing with it. And I think that 
Um, I've been dealing with it the same way. I've had my daughter dealing with it the same way. I've been fortunate enough to have um, all three of my kids who are very awake um, to, to what is going on. And yet um, we still see where Satan has um, the ability to, to kind of get in the cracks a little bit. And so that is one of the things as a, as a grandparent and as a dad, I really pray over my own children, even though that they're grown, um, you know, my daughter's, uh, 33, my youngest is 25 and, you know, I have four grandkids and the youngest is eight. Um, the oldest is 15, you know, obviously I'm kind of like bear, you know, uh, I started young. There's, there's advantages to it. And, and disadvantages, but the, the advantages are that is that I can, I can speak with them in a way that they understand and they listen a little bit differently than if I was, you know, older and they were a lot younger. The time right now, um, Satan has, has taken his attack level up to 11 and almost level 12. And he is coming really, really hard for our kids. And, in a myriad of different vectors, it is, it is something that as parents and as grandparents, we have to be very, very aware of all the, the different ways that, that those attacks come from. We, we have to pray diligently and fervently and, and consistently over our children, over ourselves, over our families, over our friends, over this, over this group of family here. Um, I do that. I, I'm, I know Scott does, but man, it is just an onslaught. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of, um, remember in world war one fighting when it was, it, it's trench warfare and there's very little movement going on. And each side is just bombarding and bombarding and bombarding or, or in world war two, with, uh, you know, the eighth air force and just bombing, bombing Germany. It is, that is the kind of stuff that we're under. And, um, one of the neat things about this group and this family has been the support that we all have been able to our, hopefully articulate and the, and the folks who listen later, and especially the ones in chat have been able to do the same thing. They've been able to draw off of the energy that we all give one another. And obviously that all comes from God. That is the neat thing about being able to listen to this podcast every day about being able to listen to and be on with, with Duncan on Kilter Christian, the new podcast that, that, that Punky's doing. Um, the one I'm going to start is going to be a little bit more news and interviewee but it's still going to be God-based. Um, we have to, one of the neat things that, that Scott has been able to do, he has a lot of people that will, that, that he interviews and you get to listen to, to, to them. You get to listen to their testimonies and their stories. You get to listen to what they're doing with their specific skill set in their area. One of the awesome things is that as we are watching other people become leaders with their voices, whether it's in a podcast, whether it's in front of their school board, 
whether it's being in front of a school board that their kids don't even go to because they're homeschooling, but they are supporting the parents whose kids are still there, whether it's in front of your city council or it's with your county commissioners or it's with, with your sheriffs, the voices are beginning to grow louder and louder. We are becoming, as we, be, as we begin to do those things, our children and our grandchildren see us doing that. That's how we teach them. That's how we lead them. That's how we begin to set the table for the generations coming so that they understand what they're up against as, as this fight continues. This fight will always continue until Jesus comes back. Trump can become president. You can have the best sheriff. You can have the best town. You can have the best state. And I'll tell you as a little sidebar, Texas is the best state because we are, (laughs) because we were our own country once (laughs) and we very well may be again, but you're welcome when we, when we became part of the United States, but we could have all of that. And yet Satan is still here and sin is still here until Jesus comes back home. So that fight that you think that you're tired of, or, or that you're weary of right now, man, brothers and sisters, that's not going to end. And the neat thing is, is that we have a community of people. We have a family of people who are all fighting that from Illinois to Kentucky, to Missouri, to Texas, to Arizona, to Canada, to England, to Chile, all over the world with this family. As you begin to get out and communicate with your your circle of influence, you're going to find that there are other people who have quieted and silenced themselves because out of fear because a small percentage of people want to bully you into, into servitude and silence. We get to teach our kids that. So I, I talk to my kids about that. I talk to my kids and how to talk to their kids and how to train them. I'm not always successful. I was a horrible husband the first time around, and I wasn't a very, the best dad that I could be, but God said, Hey, you know what, Conley, you're going to, I have you (laughs) to use a phrase that Scott uses. I have you in this time, in this place for such a time as this, and you need to get it together. And I'm trying and doing, getting it together. And, and, and it's no different than you. It's no different than, than anybody else that you're listening to. We're all getting it together, but we're all getting it together together. That's the awesome thing. We're not sitting alone in a foxhole in the snow in the Arden forest. And we're all by ourselves. We're not. That'd be cool though. We're all, we're all together. It is. And it, you know what, dude, it's, and I'm just going to, I'm not trying to fanboy you. Everyone kind of <laughs> said the same thing. All right. And I, I've told you this before you listen to God. And I think it was back in 18, maybe the early part of 19. And I told you, God is going to do something neat with you. I didn't know what that was. I, I didn't, it just, it was just kind of something that I told you and you were going to have an impact and out of, out of Twitter, then you, you 
started doing the podcasts and I, people started paying attention and look at what, what God has built. God's built all this. And if you're new or if you're old to, to Bard's nation, it doesn't matter. You're watching it happen. You are watching God work. Truth. You're watching God work and you hear regular people weren't, I mean, there's Scott and there's Duncan and there's Everin and there's, you know, Sarah and John, they're, they're like really in Teddy they're and, and Tiffany, they're all really cool people and living and stuff. They've been doing stuff, you know, I don't know how to sew. I don't know how to sew. I can talk and I can kind of make people laugh and I can paint really good with, as long as there's numbers on the page, right? That's my gifts and talents. Everybody else has got a ton of gifts and talents. And you guys in chat and, and listening later, you got tons of talent. God's about to use everybody. Just like Teddy said, 2023 is about to be a year where there's some big things that are about to happen. And so I tell my kids that. I tell my grandkids that. Be ready. We may not, we may not, we may have plants die. We may have tomato plants die. Why did they die? We're going to learn how to keep them growing. We're going to learn. We're going to learn these things because we're going to be good stewards of the land. You just have some really cool inside stuff that me is sometimes is an inside the box thinker different than Duncan or you you're trained that way. Duncan was kind of trained that way. Think outside the box. That's, that's some, that's a, that's a neat talent that you've been able to teach a lot of us who were kind of inside the box thinkers. And now it's caused me to think outside the box. And I've got guys outside the door with a, you know, white jacket and sleeves that tie behind the back and then the front with straps, (laughs) you know, but you're every, this is such a blessing. It is a blessing. It is an amazing blessing. And God is just working. He is working. I see a lot of the Q stuff, you know, it's happening and, with the bees and all that kind of stuff. I will tell you from a believer and a Christian standpoint, things are happening, but they also happened. If you really want to know, all you have to go do is look in the book that has 66 other books in it. You'll see the same stuff going on at the same time. Amen. You know, that's awesome. It's It's just there, man. It's just there. And we're, we're no different than, I was just talking with a friend of mine and Duncan and I were talking about it last night on his show. Look at Stephen in, in the book of Acts. The, 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 Pharise- the, the Sadducees were like, hey, man, you can't be talking about Jesus right now. And here we are going, no, we need to be talking about Jesus. And so did Stephen. And then he took them to task. He told them their history. And they were like, no, don't be throwing the history in our face. Let's stone you. And that's what they did. You guys may be ready for that stone we're just talking about stone well you know it just depends what kind of strain you want to put in the papers i guess but <laughs> this was a different kind of stoning i think they actually use rocks <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'll tell you what. all right so here's i'm gonna make a few comments and then we're gonna hit off with the midnight of pacifics so that gets us all four time zones almost happy new year dude. almost happy new year we'll get there in a second and then we're going to do a, a prayer. We're going to go through each person. We're going to do a whole 
in sequence prayer. I'll just call out names as we go. And, okay. uh, and Duncan, by the way, you're going to start that prayer when we start, just so you know. So, but, um, okay, so just, you know, I think in some, this has been a, a really amazing evening. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing. We're going to do this every year of some form of this every year. And just so, like, we started the Christmas special last year. This is the second annual. It gets better every year. And so this is going to be an annual thing. We're going to do a New Year's Eve show, which we'll try to get every time zone. Probably going to have, like, 24 hours if we keep going, if we this thing gets around the world. So who knows what that's going to look like. But I just think, think it's really amazing that everything we've heard tonight, which is really a blessing of everybody's perspective, and we're going to do a prayer, and then we're also going to give some perspectives on 2023 from each person. But Bars Nation is us. It's not me. It's us. And that also represents the body of Christ. And I think that's what's most amazing. So we just hit midnight on the Pacific. So Happy New Year, everybody, for the third time. And uh, we need our fireworks. So here we go. Here we go. Fireworks are out. Happy New Year on the Pacific Coast. Us out here in Oregon, we just hit Happy New Year. So now we're officially in 2023. Ooh, made it. And we did. And say goodbye to 2022. <laughs> it's a, It will be a memorable year. Zombie-eating, flesh-eating crazies <laughs> with transgenders and weenie snippers. I'm telling you, that'll be 2023, 2022. And if you if you look at how far how crazy it got in 2022, I guarantee it's going to get that crazy in 2023. But who knows? We we will we will be we will all be humbled by the end of the year. One thing I'll say before we kick off our prayer is this: We're not going to make it through 2023 unless you keep your feet anchored on that rock of faith, deep in the body of Jesus, and walking with God. The Holy Spirit's got to be working through you. There's just absolutely no other way you're going to get through this. Because what's going to come is going to test everybody again. It's literally the threshing floor. And you're going to have to keep focused on where the most important thing is, which is as God put on my heart, and you've been hearing it all week, one foot in the trenches, one foot in the kingdom. Keep your head down where the fight is. God's got this, and we just have to trust him. So, Duncan, we're going to start with the prayer. Everybody's going to get a chance to give their peace in the prayer. We're going to start with Duncan to lead off the prayer. Go ahead, Duncan. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything that you have blessed us with. You gave me a show where I thought I was going to be inspiring people, and they ended up inspiring me more than I could ever do for them. So thank you for bringing this family together. Dear Lord, you have given us all these wonderful talents and gifts throughout our lifetime. Before we knew who you were, you knew who we were. You knew what our mission was going to be. So thank you for picking us all to be here at this very time during this war. Heavenly Father, I ask during these times that you give all of us the patience that you have had with us while you were waiting for us to find that relationship with you. Let us have that same patience with those that have not yet found you, those that are still sleeping. And I ask your Lord that you give us new creative and innovative ways to get through to these people that don't want to wake up. We ask your Lord that you allow us during this time just to lead to lead one soul to you, one soul. But dear Lord, if we can lead a hundred, that would be even better because we're giving them that chance of salvation in heaven that we have been searching for ourselves. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful family that has been developed within Bard's Nation, where we come together in complete unity. We talk about you. We have created church online, dear Lord, and I thank you for that, that opportunity. Because with many churches around this world are starting to fail, they're starting to turn their backs on you, Bard's Nation will never turn their back on you. 
Dear Lord, we are ready to fight in this war, whether it be rock and sword or whether it be just on our knees in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for putting us all together in order to do this. So I ask during this time, dear Lord, as we walk into 2023, that you give us strength, you give us hope, you get, help us mend our armor as we repent for the things that we have done wrong, and we step forward to the next day to be better people than we are at this moment. But dear Lord, let not our words inspire others, but the fruits of our labor, what we do on this earth. Let them feel the excitement that we have when we talk about you and I pray that they have that same excitement one day. Heavenly Father, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Sarah. Father God, thank you so much for our time to come to your throne to ask you for a guided blessing for each one here that will listen later and what's here now. Ask Father that you give us your wisdom to overcome the difficulties and challenges, to also be humble in the times of joy and success. Lord God, take care of our children. Make us strong to protect them. Give us understanding of how to speak to them. Put your spirit, your words within our mouths, I ask, in our hearts and minds to keep the focus true. And to be honest and upright in all of our dealings. Father, help us to encourage others, strengthen others, and to um, be the best that we can be because of your spirit and your, your um, word within us. I praise you for it. In Jesus name. Amen. John. Amen. Lord, watch over this family. Uh, bless them all every day as they walk walk with you. Um, guide us, Lord. Protect our children, especially watch over our children, Lord. We know that their future is in our hands, and we need to guide them in a way that makes them strong men and strong women in your name, and uh, that they can follow your calling, Lord open their eyes and help them see what their direction is as they grow into mature adults, Lord. Watch over this family. Um, bless anybody that needs healing, Lord. Lift them up, up in all of your healing light. Protect them. Walk with them, Lord, as they walk with you. Um, secure Scott, secure Duncan, secure Conley, Hunky, Ron, um, Flightworks Mary, all the voices that are out there speaking your truths, Lord. Watch over them and give them the guidance they need as they move forward, um, giving, giving your message out to the world, Lord. Help them reach more people. Help more people come to Bards Nation to see what you are really all about. Help them see how much you can lift them up, Lord, and how much you can guarantee their futures, not here, Lord, but in heaven. Show them how to store their treasures there. Let them be salt and light to the world, Lord. Let them shine to others so that they can turn around and shine to others as well. And Lord, bless each one of them. Walk with each one of them. Protect each one of them. As we go along in our journey with you, guide us, protect us, and watch over us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Living. Heavenly Father, I ask that you put a hedge of protection about around everybody that is in the Zoom, that's in the chat, a part of Kilted Christian. I ask that you 
protect our children. Please, Father, the children are the most important. They're our future. Without you and your help, it's going to be hard for us to keep the evil away from all the children that are alone right now, that are in the darkness. We really do need help down here for the children. I ask that you reach out and touch each one of their hearts and tell them it's going to be okay. That we're fighting for them and we're going to be there for them and we're going to help them when they're all rescued. Heavenly Father, I pray that you hear our cries for the children. In Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Nick Conley. Father, we... Father, we are about to all tell you that we love you. All the people in chat, all the people right here, all the people that are going to listen later, we're about to tell you we love you. And we love you. We are so grateful and thankful that you have decided to pick us to be here right now. You've chosen us to, to be here in this time, just like Scott says, in this time, in this place. What an amazing, what an amazing thing you have, you have decided to pick each of us to be. We are so grateful for your love. We are so grateful for the sacrifice that you made with your son so that we could be able to have the opportunity to have eternal life with you. It's, it's without him that we can't ever get to heaven. We are so grateful that you have given us this time right now. We pray for strength. We pray for courage. We know that it will come hard. We know it will be difficult. We pray that we will not dismay you and that we won't dishonor you. We are so ever grateful for your love and we're ready. We're ready to stand in the gap for you. We don't want to deny you at all. And we love you. And it is in always in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Punky. Heavenly Father, we just take this moment now to thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us, Lord. Uh, these past few years have been hard. Uh, we ask that you just continue to give us the guidance and the knowledge and the wisdom and the courage to stand up to all the evil that surrounds us every day, Lord. We ask that you continue looking after the children, our most prized possessions, Lord. They are the future. We ask that you continue guiding us so that we can be better leaders and stewards for them, Lord. We ask that you continue changing the hearts of stone to hearts of flesh so that those around us who still have yet to, to find you can find you this year, Lord. We know that we've got tough times ahead and we need to be a solid foundation for those around us. They need somebody to lean on, Lord. Send us, let us be the ones that they turn to, Lord. Continue giving us the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the discernment to just continue following on the right path, Lord. We know this is a narrow path and we know it's not going to be easy. So we need to lean into you more now than we ever have, Lord. 
we thank you for sending us your son to die for us in our sins, Lord. We ask that you just continue blessing each and every one of us here, Lord. And those that are sick or who are struggling right now, Lord, please just put your hedge of protection around them and guide them toward you, Lord. Let us be the ones that help plant those seeds so that they too can find your love and your blessings as we have, Lord. I thank you so much just for bringing me to these wonderful people here, Lord. It just seems so hard sometimes when we're such and just alone, just the, the loneliness sometimes felt unbearable, but leaning into you, Lord, you have brought us all here together so that we can fight this fight together. And we know that we are capable of so much more, Lord. Please continue looking after each and every one of us and our friends and our families. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything, for this life, for this world, for our experiences, for our friendships, for our joy, our laughter, our children, our tribulations, our lessons, our hardships, our ability to grow, to learn. Lord, I pray for this fellowship, everybody here tonight, every night, for those we know, and those we have yet to meet. I'm so grateful that you've brought me here to my family, to my tribe, the people that I've been blessed with meeting here, our family, and I pray for them and their loved ones and their family. I pray as we move into a new season for our ability to have patience and kindness and compassion as we're tested and pushed to limits that we have yet to even understand. I pray for the ability that we can withstand these challenges with the way that you did when you came here and faced a challenge unlike anything that I could ever possibly imagine. I pray to lean into you, that we all can lean into you and recognize why you came here for us for something we didn't deserve and that we're able to see your grace and accept your grace, be kind to ourselves in the process and know how much you love us. Thank you so much for the life that you've given to all of us. And may we every day do everything we can to be closer to you and to be more like you. And I love you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bear. Is Bear there? Father, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Father, um, as we close out this, this year and we are jumping into uh, 2023, Lord, I want to continue to pray for 
for this world, Lord, as it's um, dark and grim, um, for those that don't know you, Lord, I, I pray that you work on their hearts to find that peace that you give, to take that fear, that fear that has been developed to uh, distract, distract from you, Lord. Um, only you can grant that power. Um, but Lord, we know just based off of your truth from your word, uh, just as you say in Ecclesiastes 1 through 9, that there's nothing new under the sun. This is all has, has happened before. And, and this isn't new. There's, there's nothing new here. And for that reality to sit in, Lord, because knowing your truth helps guide through this on how to react. On to rely on your power, Father. I, I pray there's more people that come to you to get that. Um, Father, I wore this shirt today that says, but God. As you say in Ephesians 2, Lord, that's, that's the biggest statement that I could see. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love, which you love us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, Lord, even when we were dead in our trespasses, you loved us. You made us alive within you, within Christ, by your grace, which is given. We couldn't do anything, Father, for that grace that you've given us. And that mere fact that you rose from the dead to give us that hope of what to see once we're dead from this world and gone to you. That's such a beautiful thing. So, Father, I thank you for the salvation you placed upon us. Father, I pray that people just pick up that Bible and want to know who you are based off your truth in this next coming year. So, Father, please help. As Punky was saying, give us the ears to hear and the eyes to see for those who don't know you. Father, we love you. We look forward to what you're going to do through us. I pray you use us in a mighty way to bring you glory. To change what has happened. And if not, Lord, we know the book. It's all going to burn. But we want to make sure we do whatever we can until that day you come back. Give us that strength, Father. Give us that strength. And I pray this in your lovely, beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father God, we are standing here and united together in amazing fellowship that we never even thought possible in our life. And we are so deeply grateful. We have come together from all places in the world. We have brought together personalities. And you've shown us once again the perfection of walking in the body of Christ. And we are so deeply humbled. Thank you. And Jesus, you just continue to lead us each and every day under that banner. And we're reminded each day of the sacrifice that you've made. So in this time, we can stand here mightily and boldly, fearless, and knowing that we have a part in the kingdom. So thank you. And let us be reminded, Father, in our hearts that you only, Gideon only needed 300, and you only had one when David stood to the giant and crushed him with a single stone. In each one of us, there is a David, 
In each one of us, there's a Gideon. In each one of us, there's a mighty leader like Joshua or Moses. So, Father, we just pray as we enter into 2023 that those sparks, those fires, that righteousness that runs within us will be lit greater than ever before. That we will realize that the mountains that stand before us are nothing. That we can conquer anything with you. That what seems impossible in this darkness, we're always reminded that in the darkness, it always gets darker just before the light. And the light is coming. For we are the light, Father. We are the church. We are the light. We are the carriers of the torch. We are the voice of the, of the word. We are the voice of Jesus. So, Father, we just ask that you'll guide us and inspire us in our hearts to light us up and stand us strong. That this challenge that we face before us, it seems impossible just to be reminded again and again that all things are possible through you. Father, so humbly we stand here, having endured what seemed to be impossible to get through at the time, and yet you've, you've forged us. You've put us through the furnace. We have found our strength, and now that's the beginning point to go even greater, to be that new generation of great men and women of God, of you, Father, children of the Most High. So, Father, thank you. And we enter into 2023 inspired, knowing that we've conquered something so great that in, in, if you'd asked us five years ago, we wouldn't have had the answer. And yet today we stand here in fellowship across the world, bridging nations' boundaries where they tell us we can't go, and yet here we are together. You've reminded us of the commonality of who we are as people. We're not biased because of one government or another. We're not stuck in the ideologies of a flag. We're united and woven together in the body of Christ and the perfection that all that is. So, Father, thank you. Thank you. For the prayers for the children, Father, there are needed so many. May this year be the year that our voice rings so powerfully and so boldly that we speak with the kingdom authority, that we truly put protections around these children and begin to take them back from the grips of evil that those that walk within the illusions of the state that are being sucked into this illusion of their children being indoctrinated into the evils of the, of the father of lies, that we salvage their hearts and we retain, reclaim the hearts of the children to bring them back into the fold of Jesus. For the elderly that have been cast aside and so many in this time sit lonely, asking just to have conversation, begging to have the opportunity to share their wisdom. Can we find it in our hearts to reach out to them, to sit with them, to be with them, to remember that this time was intended to torture those, to separate families, and to keep us divided. But rather now it's our opportunity to step boldly in the gap, to reach out and to start weaving together that perfection of humanity once again, to bring our hearts together to take care of the elderly, to protect the children, and for ourselves to, to face ourselves truly in the mirror, anchor ourselves solidly on that rock of faith, and boldly walk into this battle, unafraid, unwavering, knowing that we have you with us and Jesus before us, and there's nothing that will allow us to bow. So, Father, as we look back on 2022, which was a test of its time, and a reminder of, again, how much we can overcome and also how crazy this world can become. And yet we did not bow. So thank you. Because none of it would have been possible without you. And Jesus, we pray for the healing of the hearts now. 
to literally enter into 2023 with a true depth of understanding of what it is to have a loving and forgiving heart as we pass the mantle of justice onto Father God and the power of kingdom within this world. Let us walk boldly as the true men and women of you, Father. Those that have been given that gift of the sacrifice of Jesus as we carry forth now with the power of the Holy Spirit and walk into 2023, fearless to truly anchor ourselves and defy this evil, to raise up the children, to protect and heal the elderly, and to once again show the mightiness of God's army into the world. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Right on, right on. Well, I Amen. want to thank you all for being here. It's truly been a wonderful evening. And uh, as we kind of close out, I'm just going to go down the line. And you each get to say your 2023 good night, starting with Everett. Good night. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> no words of wisdom from the, from the man rapper? I just just want to thank all of you for what you do and for allowing me and my family into this family. It's such a blessing for us. You all inspire me. I learn from you, from everybody here on this call and everybody in the chat. I think this is a unique God-sent experience for us. And I pray that we maintain our stewardship with what we've been tasked to do. I think we're in the best of hands and I think our ability to be there for one another will help us all. I urge anyone always to reach out to me anytime within this and the extended community. And I, and I just, I love you all stay the course. And like bear said, we know, we know how this story ends. So in the interim, let's answer and honor the call. God bless you, Aaron. Thank you. Happy New Year. To you too, man. Living. Oh, let's, let's. I think this year, I think this year, 2023, um, being a part of Kilted Christian and Bards Nation, I think it has like saved my soul um we have such amazing amazing podcasters people everybody in the chat i've met some amazing people and the love that we have for each other is just beyond beautiful and i'm thankful to be a part of this this family and i i think i can say that for a lot of people because i watch the chats and stuff like that in they're thankful that they have a place to come and, and feel the love and God flowing through every one of these chats and everything that, everything you, you guys put out, Bards, um, Duncan, and everybody else that's a podcaster, um, raising people up. And, mm -hmm. and when, when we're so down, we come, they come to these shows and it's just like, it's amazing to hear um your perspective on what is happening and your love for your love for god and 
the sharing and caring that you guys all put out is just amazing. Um, for me, um, I'm looking forward to 2023. Um, I know that God's got me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of you. He's going to be in our lives. And I, I'm thinking that that's just the way that my 20, 2023, I'm going to focus more on scripture than I do news. <laughs> yeah. God, but with that, thank God, you for, thank you for what you guys do. God bless you living. Thank you. And happy new year. To you too, Bards. John MSN. Oh man. It's, it's been a wild ride the past few years. That's for sure. We've come across some wild things. Um, Bards Fest was a crazy event. I got to know all of you guys and, and all the people in chat really well. And I, I can't say how blessed I am to be a part of this. Um, there's, there's nowhere else I'd rather be, you know, um, spending time with you guys, with Duncan at Bear, you've been such a spiritual gift to me. I can't even express how much you've helped me out, even though you may not know it. Um, you guys are just always there. You're always there for each other. You're always there for me. And I appreciate it so much. And I want everybody to have a great new year. Just live it, live it as best you can. You know, we only get one shot at this. So take advantage of the fact that we're here right now. We're gifted this time. So use it, use it wisely, use it as best you can, make yourself happy and make people around you happy. That's what it's all about. God bless you, John. Thank you for all you do. Bless you, brother. Thank you for everything, for every opportunity you've given me here too. Happy new year, man. It's awesome. Sarah. I think my word would be, I like Evan's word, stewardship. And um, the same message that John had, I feel like um, each person has a genius. And as we express that humbly, I feel like it's a blessing to be around uh, everyone when they're who God made them to be. And um, just discovering that, like we each can discover that more. Um, and just, I'm excited to find things that I can do. And I love encouraging people to see what they can do. And I, I just love seeing people succeed. And I know that each person has the potential to be as successful as they can be for themselves. So I love that. I Awesome. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for all you do. Happy New Year. Conley. All right. First off, love you, man. <laughs> Same. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I think the word would be um, fear not. Fear not. God told you that. God told us that. Fear not. So I think that um, that would be something good to carry through this year because it is going to require us to fear not. And as long as Duncan and Scott keep trying to up one another on the stupid things that people do, <laughs> the stupid people are going to try to go, well, you know, I think I'm going to take that up a notch. So if you guys are really prone there in chat, um, pray that Scott and Duncan stop that so that the stupid people 
will stop trying to one up themselves <laughs> because believe it or not, you know, Scott jokes about the lizard people eating cats out in the yard and it's not going to be, but probably January 15th that we're going to hear about somebody <laughs> eating a cat out in somebody's yard. Duncan, there's the research. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. Well, y'all can blame Duncan and Scott because they're like, Oh no, but I heard this one, you know, that's what happens. But yeah, really, seriously, fear not, fear not. God told you not to. And uh, the other would be to be anxious about nothing, but in all joy, uh, but in all things, find joy. That's what he, that's what he created this for. So that's just what we need to do. We just need to be obedient. That's it. And I love you too, Duncan. <laughs> you too, brother. Yeah, buddy. God bless you, Conley. You bet, man. Thank you for all you do and happy new year. Happy New Year. Punky. Well, so if I could just read from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. My word is reconcile, and that's what I'm going to do more of this year. Um, we know that those around us um, didn't want to listen. Some of them took the shots and are paying the price. And I think we carry a lot of uh, bitterness or anger, and we need to let that go. We need to, you know, have our hearts soften a little bit and, and just try to understand where they're coming from. And I think we need to reconcile with those people because by doing so, I think we're going to help bring them to Christ and, and they're going to get to see what we see, you know, and um, there's just so much division and we need to let that go. And, um, so that's, that's my goal this year is just to reconcile with, with everybody around us. And part of my podcast is going to be casting lots. And, um, I think we need to reach the other side, you know, they want us divided and we have to, we have to be there to reconcile with them and, and be ambassadors of God. I think that's our calling here. You know, God brought us all here together and, we have a lot of smart people here and we are the remnant, you know, God is entrusting all of us to, to, to do our job, to, to disciple. And that starts with reconciliation. So I think um, it's just something to think about for me, especially this year. Awesome. Thank you, Punky, for all you do. God bless you, you and happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, everyone. Duncan. I have to say my word is going to have to be patience and everything that comes with patience, because right now we, it's, it's hard not to get caught up with all the calamity and God wanted us not to fear. He wanted us to push out love. He wanted to push out everything that's positive while the devil's trying to put the negatives in us. And I have a lot of ideas and a lot of great things that I want to do this year. The problem is that God only promised me today. So all I can promise you is that I'm going to listen to God today. And if he gives me a chance tomorrow, I'm going to listen to him again, becoming a better Christian myself, getting more into scripture, um, becoming what God would be proud of. 
and then collecting together with this wonderful family who I've grown to absolutely love and appreciate. You know, when God took away the poison in my life and I was friendless for a long time, he ended up bringing back something way greater. And that's a family, but not just a family of blood, but a family that is connected by the blood of Christ. And it doesn't get better than that. So my promise in 2023, my plans in 2023 is to spend every moment I can serving God, not myself, doing his will, not my own will, and doing it with absolute humility and unity with one another, guys, because we are going to need each other. I can promise you that. Don't ever be afraid to come out and say, hey, I need help. I need to vent. I need someone to talk to. That is why we're all here. Like I said, God never puts us all down at the same time. If one of us is down, a hundred of us are on top of the world to help that person right back onto their feet. So guys, I love you all. I am thankful for all of you. And I'm thankful for you too, Scott, um, for everything that you do. Um, I'm honored. One of the biggest honors I could say right here, just earthly is being able to fill in for your shows. Um, you don't have to threaten me with an extra 30 minutes of prayer with my family. So thank you for that opportunity. Duncan, thank you. And Duncan, thank you for all you do. God bless you, man, and Happy New Year. You too, brother. Thank you. And all of you, everyone here, Everin, Sarah, MSM Liars, Conley, Livin, Tiffany, I love you all. Bear, man, you guys are all just wonderful family and everyone here in the chat. Have an excellent 2023, and I look forward to spending that year with you. Absolutely. Teddy, Bear. Well, I would say it's my but God, because um, I already said that earlier. But uh, you know what? Honestly, I no God. That's that's probably my biggest um, thing about people is is knowing God. So to know God is going to give you everything you need in life, because um, that's what the Bible says, and that's His Word. So pick up that book start the new year right and read it every single day from beginning to end. And you'll learn to know God even more. So more intimately, it's going to guide you through life. Every circumstance that comes up, you can pretty much pull it out of the Bible and find what you need to do. And so I would say know God in 2023 is that's what everybody needs to do. And that alone will change hearts, which will change minds. Daddy, thank you for all you do. God bless you, and Happy New Year, man. Thank you. God bless you. Love you guys. Happy New Year. All right. So my word is breath. We need to breathe in and breathe out with him in every step we make. We need to come to know him through breath. It is his breath. It is in us. It is his breath that gave us life. And in this year, if there's one thing that we should all be doing is focusing on the life that he gave us, which is a fearless walk in a world where everything is fine within him. Focus on the time that we have now. Don't waste the time anchored in the pains of the past. And don't be worrying about the tomorrows. We're literally one foot in the trenches and one foot in kingdom. And we've got this. And in what stands before us, where we fight, what we do, if we look around our world and everything you've heard tonight, all the stories are the same. The world is crazy, but our lives are good. And as difficult as it has been for the moments we've gone through, 
if we really just center ourselves perfectly within God, we're living in within his infinite. We're living in the moment with him. And in that fullness and that completeness and that perfection that he gives us, this world is great. We have an amazing time right now of being in the, in the most unique moment in human history. We've endured one of the most difficult periods in human history. Never before seen an entire world government turn on people, especially those who seek Jesus. And yet we've endured. Focus on breath. God gave us life. He will give us life. He assures us of life. And whatever comes before us is nothing. He is the greatest. He's already won this. Satan's thinks he plays games. It's just a game play. We are the soldiers on the ground understanding that where we are pushing forward is again to occupy, to secure, and to expand. So, breath. And I wish you all a very beautiful 2023. I want to thank you all for being here tonight. And may we be blessed as we grow this Bards Nation. May we be blessed as we walk this earth. May we be blessed as we work within our communities to restore the kingdom in each space that we touch. And may Christ guide us. May that banner be above us. May the Holy Spirit flow through us. And may we be always reminded that we have a Father, the greatest Father of all. He's there to guide us, to teach us, to lead us, to stand us back up when we fall. He's our Father. God bless you all, Bards Nation. Thank you for everything you have done. May we continue to walk together in this fellowship and change the world, because it's ours to change. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But he does have us here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly, fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Thank you all. Have a very blessed night. Have a very blessed 2023. We'll see you tomorrow night for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. That was amazing. And that was awesome. Thank you, Scott, for allowing us to be here. Absolutely. Thank you all. Oh, I don't want to go. I was
Sometimes it takes all you got to 